Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? Welcome to Rough Trade Radio. Um, you're listening to Noreen McShane, the manager of Rough Trade East. And today is a very special day because we have a very special person um, here with us. We have the Mayor of London, Mr. Sadiq Khan. Well, it's great to be on Rough Trade Radio as the uncoolest guest you've ever had on, Noreen. So thank <laughs> you for know. having me here. And no my, my daughters problem. will be both embarrassed and uh, incredibly proud. No, I'm, you're, you're not. And I, don't, I can't recall anyone uncool ever coming in here so you're okay you're very kind i want you to to, to main, maintain that i'm cool after i've finished <laughs> no thank you so much for taking time out i know you're a very busy man so it means a lot Pleasure. to us and it's uh yeah great to have you here well happy birthday happy 40th anniversary oh. not you personally of course but no. the uh, the shop and uh it's great to see you know uh rough trade doing so well and uh I, i'm here in East London, and it's you know good to see you flourishing and uh, thriving. But also, yeah. what's great is walking around the shop, seeing a new generation of younger customers. I mean, there are three generations shopping uh, here today, and the wonderful thing about Rough Trade is you know through the you know good times, bad times, and now the good times again, uh, you're still here, which is great. And so, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, I'm glad you got to see it because it is so diverse. The customer range here. I mean, there's. There's a few kids actually walking around. That no, I've, it's great. I've, yeah, they've been here since I remember when their mum, she's come in pregnant with them. So it's nice now that they're about nine years old walking around, kind of like perusing the racks. So well, I, I grew up where, I mean, in Tooting when there were independent record shops <laughs> around. There, there, were, there were two or three in Tooting. Of course, you'd have the Woolworths and, and the big um, you know, record shops, but also the independent record shops. Mm. Where you could go and have a chat with people who work there, ask when, you know, yeah. new records in. We used to have imports in those days, 12 inches and albums, and imports were very expensive, so you'd want to know when they'll be available locally and stuff. But And they were, they closed down, and then, you know, uh, the big record stores stayed open, and there wasn't that same relationship. And the great thing out here is you've got people walking around who know the music. Oh, it's completely important, and that's what we've um, strived to do here. It's all about counterculture. You know, it's very, it's very easy for people to buy records online but for me it's another dimension here you know we, we've built up re relationships with customers people trust us we would you know we switch them onto music we have listening stations we have bands I'm playing see, uh, yeah but i've seen some of your staff picks there are some <laughs> of them a bit dodge I mean, it's, it's you know like... what i'll take it I'll, I'll take them mine are, <laughs> mine in particular are probably you know questionable but um you know that's what we try to do at rough trade we're more than a record shop now we've kind of evolved where we have um bands most days we have a cafe we have poetry evenings we have workshops so we're ever evolving you know trying to keep the times and trying to you know cater for people's needs and you know it's yeah it's become a kind of a community hub here as well so yeah recognize we've got the same people coming in all the time so it's great Good and long may um, yeah. you flourish and thrive, and hopefully oh, I'll be here in forty years' time to celebrate your eightieth yeah. anniversary as well. Hopefully. Um, so normally at this point I would ask you how your new record or how the tour's going. The new record's Did, going okay, yeah. and the tour's not going not bad. No, look, I mean, it's, it's because been, it's, it's, you know, our usual guest would be in a, in in a band and or have a solo career, but if um, only, if only. So, um, but you're here for a very different um, reason. You're here to promote a campaign called um, London is Open. Yeah. So I've been the mayor now for uh, seven months uh, and it's the best job in the world. I know you love your job. Many of your listeners love the work they do. But, you know, I'm the mayor of a city that I was born and raised in and London is fantastic. Unfortunately, 
uh, we had a vote in June where the country voted to leave the European Union. Uh, and when you bear in mind that London's been open to trade to people, to ideas for more than a thousand years, my worry was was that people were going to start thinking we're no longer open-minded, outward-looking and welcoming. So we began a campaign with three simple words, London is open. London is open for business, for talent, for entrepreneurs, for innovators, for peoples from everywhere. We're a city where there's 8.6 million Londoners. Mm. A million of them are originally from the EU, you know, Spain, Portugal, France, Germany, Poland, Bulgaria, and they were feeling pretty vulnerable and pretty scared. And we've got to tell them they're welcome. 40% of London is black, Asian, minority, uh, ethnic, and you're all welcome here. But also in the current times, if we're honest, live music venues, nightclubs, independent businesses are struggling. And so I want to be the most pro-business mayor London's ever had. I want to support the night economy. I want to make sure that the next generation of musicians, of artists, of makers, of uh, business people see London as a place where they can fulfill their dreams. And, you know, and my job as the mayor is to make sure London is open. is not simply a slogan. It's a state of mind. Uh, and the message to anybody thinking of starting a business or becoming a musician or you know getting into uh, entrepreneurship, London is open. Yeah, no, it's great. And you've been very vocal as well about um, just like with fabric closing and just kind of protection of our nightlife and culture within um, London, especially with, I mean, it's been amazing having tubes just personally have it all night on a Friday, Saturday night, which is, well, look, I mean, helps the, the, a lot. I so. mean, I, I remember growing up, the great thing about growing up in London was there were the great live music venues, you know, you could go to a concert, um, good nightclubs. And over the last eight years, mm. let me tell you a couple of scary numbers. In the last eight years, half of, of all uh, nightclubs have closed down. That's 50%. 40% of live music venues have uh, closed down. So, you know, where are people going to have a good time? Where are people going to watch a, a new act? Where are new acts going to perform? And so one of the reasons why I've appointed a night eye is to look after the night economy. Uh, by the way, you know, one out of six people work in the culture creative industries uh, in London. Just think about around the world, some of the artists who are doing so incredibly well. Um, you know, we punch well above our weight. Think of Adele. Think of the others, you know, not just older musicians, but the next generation, the Ed Sheerans mm. uh, and others coming uh, through. But also, you know, live, you know, uh, you know nightclubs, you know, fabric closing down uh, was a huge source of concern to me. Uh, and what's important is they've, they've got a plan now to reopen. We've got to make sure the next generation of young people have somewhere to enjoy themselves. And the night tube is part and parcel of that. How is it possible mm. that, a, you know, a 24 hour city like London, a global city, can't have tubes running at night time on a Friday night and Saturday night. So the good news is the night tube is here and I'm, I'm pleased as a success. Yeah, no, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, it's quite sad when even I talk to younger staff members and I, I feel when I talk about venues I used to go to, it's always in past tense and I would never That's experience... That's because you're old. Let me joke. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. But, um, you know, but, but there are a lot of, you I know, agree. protection of Soho, you know, going forward, just kind of making sure they're there for when they're old enough or so their kids are. It's, the point you make is really important. So we're, we're working on a plan now to try and protect the heritage, yeah. uh, to stop, you know, uh, pubs being turned into shopping centres and flats, to stop, you know, uh, when new flats are built next door to a live music venue or a nightclub, the residents complaining about the noise and the nightclub then having to go out of business. So we're going to make, you know, the new residents have noise insulation rather than the nightclubs. But also, you know, the reality is uh, we are we want to be a 24-hour city. Uh, uh, not only is it good for the economy, not only is it good for future, you know, musicians and artists, but also it makes that city a fun place to live. And so, you know, my job as the mayor is to try and bring people together. My nights are Amy LeMay's working her socks off, meeting council leaders, police officers, you know, musicians, residents, to make sure we can have an ecosystem 
uh, that is friendly to people who want to have a good time. Um, so not only have we got got you in to kind of talk about um, the campaign, but we, while we were here, we wanted you to kind of find out more about your kind of musical taste and kind of what makes you tick or what makes you dance. So you very kindly asked me to, uh, it's very generous of you, to, to, to choose some of the music that's influenced me in, in my life and stuff. What's your first selection? So the, the first the first track that I've chosen is, the, the, is, is Bank All the Madness, who, who are a London band, North London. So as a South Londoner, I don't hold that against them. Uh, I'm mayor for all Londoners. Um, but the, I mean, when I was growing up in, in the early 80s, late 70s, uh, Madness were a big band. They, they made fun videos. They were a London band. Um, mm. And it was important for me to see musicians who sounded like how we spoke. Um, but one of their tracks, uh, Our House, was important to me and my family because we'd moved from a council property to my, my parents got to save a deposit to buy a home on the street. And I've got six brothers and a sister, and our, our house was crazy. It was, oh, it wow. was, you know, forgive the pun, madness. It yeah. was, you know, and uh, this song from Madness uh, sort of uh, encapsulated what the madness and mayhem of the Khan household. Um, and it was a, a great song. It was a fun video. And um, uh, did you, know, you ever do the dance moves or try and reenact? One of the, this is one of the few dance moves I can do. Right. Uh, I, you know, it's possible to do quite easily if you're a poor dancer like me. I, I, I was a dad dancer before I became a dad. Um, <laughs> but no, it's a, but it's a it, it, complete madness is a great album in relation to the greatest hits. So if you're not a madness fan and just want to buy the one album, if you're sort of a lazy record buyer, buy complete madness. Great. Have you ever met Suggs? I haven't. I've not met any of the band members and. Uh, uh, but they're still making music. They're still performing live. Yeah, he was here um, a while ago signing books for his autobiography. He's a very nice man. I think you two would get along very well. Glad to hear him. There we go. So let's um, let's just listen to the track. Middle of our streets, our house. 
is Sunday best Mother's tired, she needs a rest The kids are playing up downstairs Sister's sighing in her sleep Brother's got a date to keep He can't hang around The second one I want to choose is Michael Jackson Thriller. And I think people uh, now may not recognize what a difference Michael Jackson made to uh, the music industry. This guy could sing, he could write, he could dance, um, different genres of music. They, they call him the king of pop, but it was all sorts. His previous album before Thriller was Off the Wall. People knew him as Jackson 5, but Off the Wall had some great, great tracks uh, in it. But Thriller just was a different stratosphere. Um, every single song on the album, you know, was a classic. Whether it's Thriller, Beat It, Billie Jean, Human Nature, Pretty Young Thing, um, and everyone. Oh, you're, you're a big old fan, well, there, yeah. But, pe- but, but no, people at school would copy his dance moves. I yeah. mean, you know, from from him wearing the white glove to the white socks yeah. to you know Moonwalk to the, the Thriller video, famously directed by John Landis, was a great, great uh, video. But you know, um, I got to see him in concert uh, a couple of times. Great uh, live performer as a, a as well, and you know, he when you see the artists today, whether it's you know Justin Timberlake or you know Bruno Mars or some of the others, I mean, they, they base or Usher, you know, they they model themselves on the stuff that Michael Jackson was doing in in the eighties, and uh, he was a phenomenal artist. I think the video stayed with me for quite a few years. It kind of scarred me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> what thriller? Yeah, or? I think my brother used to pretend he well, was Michael Jackson. The and thriller the, for the first time. I mean, you, you sort of don't realise now. It shows how old I am, but the, the thriller video was only shown after a certain time. It oh, was really? deemed that scary, and so the premiere was like midnight on channel four or so something maybe i saw like an edited version on the chart show or something i think somebody like, yeah. somebody showed it to you and they shouldn't have shown it to you yeah. but it's, it's not scary at all it's when like nightmare back on elm street i watched too young as well i think it came around yeah same time but <laughs> yeah well, I'll, I'll give you the number of good therapists and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll sort, we'll sort that out but the, uh, from, i mean you could choose so many songs from uh thriller but i mean the, the song that i'll, I'll choose is, is is beat it which oh, was a great uh, i mean the, the video is about you know gangs and um, and it's, it's it's a good video, um, but for the time it was it was you know pioneering stuff. And uh, beat it as a song was fantastic.
would you like to go to next? Well, the, the third track I'm going to choose is from an album by uh, Prince uh, called Purple Rain. And uh, Prince passed away this year. We've lost lots of great artists over the last year, from David Bowie, who, who I adored. Uh, Hero is one of my favorite tracks from David Bowie. But, but you know, I've chosen Prince um, because, you know, Purple Rain was uh, an amazing album. It was a movie as well. A movie's not great, but it, but the, but it got, an, got an Oscar. It hasn't really stood a test of time. I watched it recently. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> it, got, it got an Oscar, you know. Prince got an Oscar. No, that's quite know. remarkable. Quite, yeah. uh, but the album is great, yeah. you know. Um, and, you know, Prince was an amazing artist. And I, and I, I got to see him uh, two or three occasions, most recently a few years ago at the, at the O2. And he went on and on. He had three encores and he was amazing. And yeah. he, he was teasing the audience. He could have gone on even longer. Um, but he was a great, great uh, artist with, with his guitar. Um, but he went on, you know, he had this, the famous dispute with the record label. Uh, mm. He started calling himself the symbol. Had different bands performing with him from, you know, The Revolution to Wendy and Lisa to um, Power Generation and, and many others as well. Paisley Park, famously his studios and stuff. And I suspect you'll be getting more albums from Prince released going forward because apparently they've found lots of songs uh, from oh, him. Oh, he, I mean, it's bottomless, I think. And then there's the bootlegs. He used to buy his own bootlegs, apparently, because um, uh, yeah, he just wanted to archive everything. So I think there's just, yeah, a whole treasure trove of stuff that's not even, yeah, been touched. So, yeah, we, we'll be hearing Prince songs for the next probably 80 years as well. But it was great music. And, you know, he, he was funk. He was, you know, he was uh, R&B. He was... You know, you could dance to, to Prince. He played the guitar. He was an amazing dancer. Um, and, uh, I mean, you, there are so many tracks, again, you can choose from the Purple Rain uh, album. But the track I'm going to choose, um, one of my favourites is uh, When Doves Cry.
the, the next the next uh, uh, artist I've chosen is is uh, somebody, and, and you, you've got a promise not to laugh um, at Sting, uh, and you didn't laugh, which is good. But uh, <laughs> you're laughing now. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm a big The Police fan. I mean, The Police were uh, an amazing band, um, and uh, when I was little, uh, in age, not in size, uh, I, I joined The Police fan club, and uh, Sting left. The, the, I mean, the, the Police broke up at the height of their you know, success after the release of Synchronicity. They had, they had five albums. Synchronicity was their last album and, and the most successful album. They broke America. They were massive. And uh, Sting walked away and uh, he, he released a solo album, Dream of the Blue Turtles, but his second solo album, uh, Nothing Like the Sun, I, I got to see him in concert and got to meet him. Uh, I didn't want, I've only met him once when I was 17. Is he a um, good guy? Uh, he seemed like a nice guy. I mean, I was I, I was a member of the fan club, still am. Uh, so, but what, what drew you to them? What drew you to the police? What was the kind of of all the bands that were kind of happening during that time? What what spoke to you? So, lo lots of my mates were into you know the Whams and the Durans and the Spanner Ballet, good bands. You know, uh, I was into the police because they, they wrote their own stuff, they played instruments, they had a good sound, a combination of different genres again, sort of reggae, but also pop, but also rock. Um, Roxanne, an amazing song, mm. Message in the Bottle, Walking on the Moon. Uh, they're also great albums, you know, mm. uh, you know, Regards to the Blank, Atlantis de Moi, Ghost in the Machine. Every little thing shows magic, arguably the best pop song ever written. Um, uh, and Synchronicity was great from Every Breath You Take to, you know, the actual Synchronicity 1, Synchronicity 2. But great, great music. I enjoy them. British band, you know, going to America and doing really well in America. And they were doing so well, and then they suddenly broke up, which was, you know, as a young boy, devastating. <laughs> devastating. Yeah. And then, you know, Sting decided to do solo stuff. He, in his first album, what he did was he basically hoovered up the best jazz musicians in the world uh, for Dream the Blue Turtles, you know, Branford Marcellos on saxophone, Omar Hakim on drums, Daryl Jones playing the guitar, um, Kenny Kirkland on keyboards. And then it was a great first album. It was a bit different if you're a pop fan and police fan, a very different type of music, jazz. His second album, Nothing Like the Sun, uh, was um, you know two two records in one, uh, and it, it was even more political. So he was talking about human rights in Chile uh, on Nothing Like the Sun, talking about other issues. Did a famous um, Jimi Hendrix cover, Little Wings. Um, but the song I'm choosing is from that album, uh, Englishman in New York. It's a song about Quentin Crisp, a famous uh, Englishman who was in uh, New York great drum section in the um in the uh, song and it's just it's 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 a great short four minute song uh that is fun um that is a, a good song yeah are you still a member of the fan club i'm still a member of the sting fan club <laughs> just uh, to so, <laughs> so 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 the, the, there were two women who used to run it called tina and uh, d and the fan club used to have an office just behind oxford street and i'd you know go there often as as one does uh, uh, but um, I've still stayed a member of the fan club. They, they, get, they let you know when he's playing a concert or when there's an album coming out. And I've stopped. They've stopped sending badges out now and, and posters out now, which is probably just as well. Otherwise, my wife might leave me. Do you still kind of do you ever meet up with fellow Sting fans to talk about? <laughs> no, not for many, many moons. But be, but things like you know, the, the, if, there, if, if Sting was playing around the yeah. world, you'd you'd, you'd go and stuff. And so I've seen Sting in Amsterdam, in the Paradiso, and in other of parts course. of the world. I'm not going to embarrass myself by telling you how many times no, I've seen him playing it's concert. Embarrassing. But, but you know, look, I mean, he he's, he looks pretty good for a 65 year old. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, he does. Very, yeah, I can vouch for that. Okay, so here we go. Do you want to introduce the track again? Well, the ne my, my next track is uh, Sting, uh, Englishman in New York. Mm 
So I, re- I recognise this one you've chosen. Well, the, the, the fifth album I've chosen is from somebody who I think is amazing. She's a Londoner and uh, she writes her own stuff and she's a great performer. I got to see her this summer at Hyde Park. It's uh, Florence the Machine and it's her first album, uh, Lungs. Uh, and, you know, she just she's, she's an amazing performer. She's really taken off. She's big in America, big around the world. And, um, you know, she she's also the best of London. Uh, she's she's a powerful, strong woman. I've, I've got two daughters. It's important for us to, you know, see women doing well. All our family love um, uh, Florence. And, uh, you know, actually, there, there are loads of tracks I've chosen uh, from uh, this album. And actually, I feel a bit bad because the track I've chosen wasn't written by Florence. It was written by Candy Statton. Uh, it's an old, uh, older song. But if you're ever feeling down, if you want to be cheered up, or, you know, this is a great, great track. And actually, before Florence sang this um, at the concert in Hyde Park, she referred to the tragedy in Orlando. And, uh, and you know, it was quite an emotional um, uh, concert. And uh, But when she sang You've Got the Love, I mean, it was just an amazing experience. Um, and it's a great track, and, you know, she performs it in a way that I think is fantastic. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a great track. But normally it's kind of like a big disco track like that. You wouldn't touch, you don't dare to touch it, but she does an amazing job She does, on it. yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, she played here actually on that album um, when she, I think she'd only released one single and then the album came out, or maybe it was two singles. And you just knew when she hit that stage, you knew she was going to be big and there was no looking back. She just kind of went with it and then, you know, it kind of snowballed for her. But she's a lovely lady and she comes in here. Well, I've, I've, never, I've uh, never met her, but she does come across as, you know, a, a good person. I mean, and, and the album had from, you know, from Dog Days Are Over to, I, I call it Raise It Up, although it's on the track called Rabbit Heart, but it's there are great songs oh, in this album. Yeah. And, she, and and what's great is, you know, these they're, they're South Londoners, which is, you know, a nice, because obviously Madness were North Londoners, I began with North yeah. Londoners, I ended with South Londoners, but she's it's, she's great and, and she's a great performer and they've got bigger and bigger and, and, and uh, more mm. successful, which is fantastic. And, you know, um, it, you're right, to, to take on such a big disco anthem takes some conies yeah, and she does definitely. it and does it really well oh yeah she's I think she's unstoppable I think she's not even hit her peak even though headlining Glastonbury I still think we haven't seen the best of her well, yet what, so. what's remarkable is I didn't realise this until until after the event but she's the first uh, female artist to headline Glastonbury yeah, and you she, think hold on a sec how can that be and she is I think someone pulled out and she had to do it so by default she was but she made, she kind of just kind of was one of the best acts of the well, weekend I watched her at Glastonbury from the comfort of my living room. Uh, and uh, she, <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you ever been no, to Glastonbury? I, I, every year from my living room. Oh my room. gosh, you have to go. Um, uh, and, and, you know, from, you know, I've seen, I've seen, again, in the comfort of my home, the likes of, you know, Beyonce, of course, and, you know, uh, many, many artists um, in Pyramid Stage and, and elsewhere and stuff. And I, and I wish I'd been there when Florence performed because watching it from home, she was amazing. Yeah, and she was, she you know, was. I think she's even performed, uh, she's hurt herself performing. I remember, you know, she climbs up things and yeah. she, does, you know, she runs around the stage and stuff. Um, uh, and she's having a great time. And, yeah. you know, you you know those who are at the concert, and I, I, I experienced this myself in Hyde Park, are also having a great time. But... You know, and it comes across in the music, and that's why you know you've got the love as an anthem. If you're feeling down, or if you want to, you know, have that tingle back of your neck, it's a great, great track. Did you go with your daughters to the to the gig? I did, um, and so uh, Kendrick Lamar was on as well. Oh, he's played. Uh, he's played here before. He was. Oh, you're such a show off. I mean, God. I'm not, I was calling him. Um, I was calling him Lamar Kendrick. So oh, I you got his didn't name. Yeah, do I did. No. So that's how cool I am. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but he was very nice and he kept calling me ma'am. But he played here on his first album. Well, the well. thing about Kendrick it's Lamar is, nice. I mean, are, you know, people who are fans of Kendrick Lamar are now complaining that he's become successful and mainstream, which oh, I think no. is a bit off. I mean, you can't, you can't have it, you know, so but because he's you now on, win. you know, yeah, because he's on, you know, whether it's a Taylor Swift track or, you know, a Maroon 5 track, you know, he's criticised for doing that or even, you know, Sia track. And I think, look, it's a good thing when music is accessible to everyone else because, you know, um, you can, if you're not careful, become a sort of music snob. Yeah, uh, and the same goes with indie. If somebody's become successful, I think, I think it's a bit off. Hmm. Then criticizing them for becoming yeah, successful. Yeah, exactly. You know, because that's what everyone strives to be, surely. Which brings us back to Rough Trade, because the great thing about Rough Trade is you, you, you know, you're selling records and music here that people haven't got access to, which mm -hmm. is great, and that's why, you know, the, uh, the 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 staff choice is very interesting. But also, you've you've got stuff that even middle-aged men like me will have heard of and will know about and can enjoy as well. Well, I like to think, you know, gone are the days when I used to be um, going to record shops. It was quite an intimidating place, especially for a young girl to kind of enter into. There was like kind of old men kind of listen to obscure records but you know what we try and do at Rough Trade is kind of open that up and kind of make it kind of a more um, less pretentious kind of a more kind of comfortable atmosphere to shop for records that, well, the you know, good, listening posts and the, kind of I mean they show I mean the, the good thing is that actually in the olden days when I was growing up you'd have to persuade the person behind the till to put on a record so you could listen to it yeah. now you can actually sample music before you, you buy oh, it yeah. which I think which I think is progress really yeah. important well you know it's kind of I, I try and encourage it. I have young girls who come in here and, you know, I only actually recently a young girl came up to the counter and it was a Miles Davis record, Bitches Brew. And I, you know, she, I, I said, hey, do you want to listen to it first? And she, she was like, no, I just like the cover. She bought it for six ninety nine, And then she came back the following week and she was like, have you got anything else like that? And for me, I just wanted to pick her up and hug her, you know, yeah. that record, a cool, you know, girl. And for me, that's something she would never discover even if she was on... Spotify or something, she would never have gone into that realm of going into jazz. Well, that, so. That's the interesting thing is how things have gone full circle because look, I think downloading is fantastic, and you know, that, uh, but actually, people are missing out on record covers or you know, yeah. the, 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 and also an album. In, in my humble opinion, as a non-musician who's never been in a band, there's a rhythm of an album. Um, in the sense of there are some tracks never meant to be singles, mm -hmm. um, but the way an album's crafted, you've got you know the first side, the second exactly. side, you know, and 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 a lot of thoughts gone into which track goes where, and sometimes you can miss that if you're just you know if you like you know cherry picking or having an a la carte approach towards the music from an artist. And so what I'd say in, in a sort of you know I sound like a terribly old fashioned middle middle aged man giving advice to younger people and others is sometimes listen to an album overall from start to finish and you'll have a different feel to simply cherry chick cherry picking music you've heard on the radio and downloading those tracks. Well it's how the artist would have initially intended that record to sound. So you can you are missing out if you kind of just pick and choose. Sometimes I feel like throw my hands up in the air I know I can count on you. Sometimes I feel like saying, Lord, I just don't care. But you've got the love I need to see me through. Sometimes it seems the Lord is just too old. Anything's going no matter what I do. Now and then it seems like the life is just too much. But you've got the love I need to see me through. When food is gone, you are my daily need. Oh. When friends are gone, out of my savior's love is real. You are in 
I just wanted to thank you again. It's been for, a pleasure. Thank you so coming. much. And, um, you know, you're welcome back anytime. And so, you, know, you will see me again and again. I mean, yeah, it's, it's so good to be here. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have, you know, something we like playing. You can come back. And well, maybe when I, when I, when I, next time I come, I'll, it'll be to release my album or to, to, yeah. to announce my, my first my tour. first world tour. Yeah, That'd be great. Please do. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to that. It's a deal. Um, so do you want to leave us with one last track? Yeah, my last track is, is uh, actually, I mean, it's, it's going to be something that w- is special to me because um, I recently launched... Um, a campaign in relation to live music venues and um they're a band that many people have heard of uh, london band and you know when i the, the story behind um uh, this song is is when i on the election night in may of this year the, the the count went on and on and on and on and the results weren't announced just after midnight uh even later and lots of friends volunteers activists had been Hold up in uh, a, a, a club slash pub, waiting for me since five six o'clock, because um, uh, they wanted to celebrate or commiserate with me when the results came in, and they were still there at sort of twelve thirty one a.m. And as I entered, um, the, somebody had this great idea. Well, it was, I thought it was great to play uh, the Clash and, and uh, London Calling, and uh, you know, it was quite an emotional. Uh, night because we spent you know months and months working our socks off uh, for me to be elected the uh, mayor of London and uh, it's, a, it's a track that will stay with me forever and that night I'll never forget so my last track is uh, The Clash London Calling London, Perfect. London Calling good choice
Such a mystery 